Okay, happy Sunday. This is Dr. Tamara. I am coming on for a special episode today. I've been wanting to do something for the past couple months, and this will be the first of many. Uh, but we're going to be having an author spotlight today. And my first guest is Miss Tanisha Shanae, Miss Inspiration. We are going to be talking about her book, Dear Single in Love. Eight Principles for the Woman Waiting for Her God-Ordained Purpose Mate. Miss Tanisha Shanae, go ahead and tell everyone hello. Hello, everyone. How are you? I am Tanisha Shanae, Miss Inspiration. Um, Yes, I wrote this book in 2019, released it um, finally after God gave me this book in 2016. So I'll, I'll tell you authors out there, when God gives you a book, make sure you write it. That's the best advice I can give you. Um, So I'm excited to share and talk about the book today. And I hope that it does bless someone and give them insight. Thank you, Ms. Tanisha. So tell us a little bit about your book. We know this is something that was God-inspired, God-ordained. And when he gave you the message behind the book how did you receive that (laughs) so um quick backstory prior to 2015 i i was okay with you know the idea of you know never getting married um and that's when god started to speak to me myself about that i was a wife and just you know giving me insight about areas that i needed to work on and improve And I was just like, you know, that's fine, God. You know, I'm okay with, you know, just understanding that concept. But then he started to speak to me about what we should be, what I should be doing during my season of single until that person comes. Um, The the notion is we're supposed to just like sit and wait. That woman's supposed to sit and wait, you know. So we always hear the joke, if you sit and wait, someone's going to just come into your house. That's the problem. Um, Or, you know, the world tells us, go out there and find you a man. And God is like, that's quite not it. And when I really sat down, you know, God gave me a lot of um, the story from Ruth. The book of Ruth really was an eye opener because for many women, and I think this book is really for like women in their 30s, their 40s, um, who have had such unhealthy relationships you know, a lot of healing needs to happen. They have lost a lot of hope. And I was there, like, that's what I said. I never wanted to get married. So when I really sat down and just let God speak to me, um, it was some revelations for me. There was things that I was like, oh, wow, this is something I need to work on. And, you know, I wanted to really share for those women that are single, that are believing that God has a purpose made for them. Um, But there's things that they need to be doing in that time before that person shows up. And that is something that I think many of us need the messaging. What are you doing? Because if you're just sitting around waiting, you're wasting time. And that's going to prolong that person coming into our lives. So it's definitely many layers to this. to this, this this topic alone, like I feel like we're fighting against the world um, when it comes to relationships and marriage. So you know, having that kingdom mindset and you know helping people to just push put aside their fears um, of repeating the same patterns and knowing that God can give us a healthy relationship. Great, you said something there that I want to 
go back to that I believe is the first step that we have to do as women and also as men before our purpose mate comes into our life, before we actually um, become one with someone else, we have to go through our healing journey. We have to go through that healing process. Absolutely. And I see that's principle five in your book, Start Your Healing. Can you talk more about that? Absolutely. I wanted that to be the first one, but God said that's not the first one. Um, There was other things. But... You know, healing has been my healing has been my entire journey. You know, my own coaching program is called Healing for Purpose. And when when you know, God just just like like I said, we have been hurt, we've been dogged out, you know, we have put ourselves out there physically and you know, intimately with with people that are not supposed to be attached to soul ties, you know, if that's the term that people use. You know, there's just a lot that we have to our mindsets. You know, we can't want a healthy relationship. We can't want what God wants for us if we're out here still believing that, you know, that person is never going to come or the, the person is going to come. He's going to use me and he's going to cheat on me. Like that comes with learning how to, to heal and understanding what areas and relationships you need to heal from. Some people need to go back to your your own, some women, daddy issues, mommy issues. That's, you know, for men and women, um, you know, healing your body. You know, a lot of times that's where a lot of healing can start because when you start to heal your bodies the right way, you, you start to get clarity, you start hearing God, and now he can start giving you the information, okay, now you need to heal from this. You know, I never realized that I had such trust issues until God put that in me and he realized and I'm like God I'm some days I don't trust you you know so it was like how can I want God to send someone into my life and I don't even trust God on certain topics so this is a lot of healing you know and I think healing is going to look different for everyone I just encourage people to just sit in a quiet space and ask God where do I start where do I start how do I do this who do I connect with and you know go from there there's no one way of doing it, but when I share and I hope other people share about their journeys of healing, that will give people ideas of what they can do and how they can get that process started. So definitely start healing, whatever that looks like for you. Great. Okay. One thing I like about your book, at the end of each, and I wouldn't say chapters because they're principles, so I, I like that. I like that thing that we're able to do as um self-published authors we have that freedom to change up some things that that people will say that's not normal you know Mm -hmm. everyone thinks if you write a book oh you have to have chapters (laughs) you have to have page numbers you have to do this your format has to be that and i like the the um freedom to do what god tells us to do Mm -hmm. when we publish these books so another thing i saw here was like reflection activity Mm -hmm. and i want to read this here because this is important i I, i've done this myself Mm -hmm. you know and it says write yourself a letter forgiving yourself for all the things you have allowed Mm -hmm. in your life relationships old habits etc this letter may take some time but please allow the access for healing to take place and that's an important thing. Like, you have to go within. You can't mm-hmm. always look outward. Because, yes, other people have done their things. But what have we allowed yes. in our life? What, yeah. what, what things that we have allowed um, to certain relationships we got involved in with certain peoples and old, old habits? So we have to look within before we can look out. Yes. And I think that's a great thing for people that are willing and able and uh, determined to go through their healing journey is to sit down 
and write yourself a letter. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that. Yeah, and I think, you know, I know in August, yeah, it was August that I did the workshop series, um, holding women accountable. And that, that was exactly from that reflection because a lot of women, we blame guys, you know, we blame them. And one thing that I always remember, the person that I was with in 2010, I remember the day he asked me to be his girlfriend and the uneasiness, which I now realize was the Holy Spirit, was trying to tell me no. Like, I remember I felt like I had to use the bathroom. Okay, so I'll say it like that. That's how I felt like the Holy Spirit was punching me in my stomach. Like, girl, no, do not do this. And I had to be accountable for that because I did receive a warning. I did receive in confirmed confirmation quick, quick and clear, like, no, girl. And I still went and I was in that relationship. And even when, because um, we had, we, I got pregnant by him. And when I had the miscarriage, he wasn't there for me. The few months that I was pregnant, I'm going to the hospitals, he wasn't there for me. And I stayed in that relationship. At that point, yes, I can be angry with him. But from 2011 to 2012, I had to blame Tanisha. Because he showed me clearly who he was. He showed me that he was not a... He was not going to be a protector. He was not going to be a provider. He was not going to be a good father. He showed me all of these things. What was the point of me staying in this relationship for a whole another year and a half? I wasted my time. I wasted, I could have probably met my person. So I want us to be honest with ourselves and say, look, I messed up. I stayed a lot longer, you know, and be okay with saying, God, forgive me for that. God, I forgive myself for that. And I think that's something that I encourage anyone. And that is going to be the hardest letter to write. That's going to be, it's going to probably take, from some people I heard, it take months for them to write that letter because they are like, some people are ashamed. You know, we're, we're smart, we're, we're educated women. And it's like, how do I allow myself to be used and abused by these people? Don't put that on yourself. <clears throat> Forgive yourself for that. Start there because... That man that's coming, he's not going to abuse you. He's not going to use you. He's going to pour into you. He's going to love you. He's going to care for you. Like, those are the things that I believe. Everything that I've never had, I truly believe that next person who's coming, he's going to do all of those things. But I have to be healed so that when it comes, I'm not sitting here like, mm-hmm, yeah, God, yep, too good to be true, mm-hmm, you know, he'll be bringing me flowers, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, instead of just being like, wow, God, this is something I've always wanted and I never had, thank you. That's what I want us to get to. Yes. And that's good because we will miss out on what God has for us when, we, when we're still stuck in, in a place past. that we should have been gotten out of. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, the, the right one can be right in front of our faces. He's doing all these good things for us, but we're looking for the ulterior motive. Like, what, what, you know, what, mm-hmm. what is he looking for? Like, what's behind it? You know, he's looking so. for a state. <laughs> he want my car. Yes. He's trying to get that debit card. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why healing is so important. So we can move past these, these mindsets that we're so gung-ho on uh, you know holding on to Mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about principle six my favorite principle okay (laughs) favorite principle actually it's not no but that is because healing and purpose are my like that's what i live for Mm -hmm. i love that part because ruth definitely inspired that part that chapter 
if we read the book of Ruth, when Ruth was seen by Boaz, what was she doing? She was on an assignment, mm-hmm. right? Now, purpose doesn't have to be these big projects that, and I'm guilty of it. You know, I've been one of those people that have people thinking that purpose was like this big final project. Um, and God is like, all right, that's it. No, every day. Ruth was in the garden. She was in the field. She was working. Her agenda was, I am here so I can feed myself and I can feed my mother-in-law. That was it. And because she did that, she was operating in purpose and she stood out uniquely to Boaz. That man went to someone and was like, who is that over there? Like, And I can just envision Ruth not looking like anything special but her light because her light was purposeful and I think for us as women that's what we need to be forget that everyone needs to be operating in purpose because when that when you come in purpose and that person is in purpose y'all have an understanding and then now y'all gonna take that purpose to another level and that is going to be a collective purpose that's going to work for God's good so I just want people to just figure out what is your purpose you know what is your gifting well how do God want you to use this and it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be anything extraordinary. It doesn't have to be, you know, for the world to see. She was in a field following women, just picking up scraps and just doing it with, with love, with diligence. I can just always envision her just doing that because she was purposeful. And when many of us are not operating in purpose, this is why we end up in these situations. Um, because you're idle. You know, you're out here like, oh, I'm going to go outside because... There's a cute guy outside. No, sit there and do that podcast. You know, sit there and write, write that chapter. You know, go out there and feed the homeless. That's what I believe because that's where, that's how we're going to stand out. It's nothing wrong, ladies, it's nothing wrong when a man tells you you're doing too much or, you know, like, you know, you're, you know, you're too out there. I'm always being told that. But I understand, <laughs> but I understand that, um, I'm going to be seen. That person's going to see me operating in purpose. That person's going to have a clear understanding. She's about her business. She's not here to play games. You know, they hear me talking about God. They understand, okay. So if they don't see what you're doing, and then they meet you, and then now they're like, oh, wait, you do do it. Now that's where we have conflict. That's where the unequally yoked. They have to see you operating in purpose. Boaz saw rules operating in purpose. And that's what made him approach her. And that's how that's how we have to look at it. So if you haven't read the book of Ruth, please do. It's a short chapter, it's a book, short, short, short book. Mm-hmm. And you will get so many levels of wisdom. Oh yeah. I want to point out some things that you shared in your book, Principle Six. We're still on purpose. Mm-hmm. What is purpose? I just want to share a few things in here. Your purpose is not for you, but it is for others to carry out God's glory. Okay, that's number one. God gives you purpose. That's number two. Number three, your purpose will not necessarily be a job or a career. That's number three. Number four, your purpose will solve problems. Okay? So if you did not know that before, you know it now. That is the truth. Yes. That's the whole class right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, you know, especially number three and number four. I think that so many times we, we feel like, you know, and I used to think this way, like, I'm going to find a job. And no, and I always tell people, your job can have purpose. 
right? You can be sent there for an assignment, you know, definitely. If you can find a job that is aligned with your mission, your vision, if you don't have one, definitely you need to start working on that because then that's going to also help you to identify, yeah, I don't need to be at this job. This is not for me, you know, but your overall purpose is everyday living. Purpose is everyday living. How are you living every day? Are you kind? Are you compassionate? Are you loving? You know, are you helping people? You know, those are that's really what purpose is. That's why I said when God corrected me um, earlier this year, because I also was like some people like I felt like purpose was this big project. You know, writing this book. That's my purpose. No, that's just a part of the that's a part of the package. Yes. You know, that's not the tell or end or. There's more that we have to do, and solving problems. That's it. Like. God sent us out here so we can solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. God sent us out here to solve the world's problems. That is the reason why Jesus walked and he did what he had to do. He went out there to solve the world's problems. And we have to also carry and execute that. So you're not operating purpose. You're not operating. You're not solving anyone's problems. And just don't try to solve the man's problems. You know? Yeah. <laughs> We're not fixers, y'all. <laughs> We are Chris. We are we are Christ fixers, but yes. we're not out here to fix nobody else's mama. We ain't doing no builder. No, yeah, we're not doing that build a man type stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about principle seven. Step out of the land of familiar. I think that's my favorite one. I think that's my favorite one. Um, mainly because. So what a lot of people have, I think about small town people. I think about the people that live in a town that has like a thousand people. And like those they they still exist. And those people have been told that their husband or their wife is in that town. And that's a thousand people. Right? Nine times out of time nine times nine times out of ten, Billy Bob is not that's not your husband. No. But he's the only one available, yeah. you know. Um oh I think about Golden Girls, right? Yeah, yeah. So everyone who wasn't know I watched Golden Girls, right? So I remember the story where Sophia talked about how she met her husband. She says so it was a village in her village, there were like there were eight single women, there were eight single men. She said how she ended up with um with, with Sal, her husband, mm-hmm. was they lined them up in size order. And that's how they got matched. So <laughs> I think about that like now was Sal Sophia's purpose mate? <laughs> Probably not. Right? So we have to think about that. Your purpose mate could be in another state, another country, you know, and, and that's scary. A lot of people don't want to believe that. So when we step out of the land of familiar, everything that you're familiar with, um, that's where you're going to most likely. And if God is speaking to you, and like I said, I'm in that same predicament. I know God is speaking to me about moving, about relocating. I'm just like, all right, God. And that could be because I need to send you somewhere else because that's where you're going to meet. Ruth had to leave and she had to follow Naomi yes. in order for her to meet Boaz. Yes. If she would have stayed where she was at, she would have never met Boaz. And, you know, so these are things that, again, we have to think mm-hmm. about. It's okay to walk away from, from where you were raised. It's okay to say, you know what? This is not serving me anymore. Or I've, I've outgrown this and it's time for me to move on. Because if you are single, the person that, that you're meant to be, he's probably somewhere else. And he's waiting for you. And that's the reason why you're stuck. You're not, you're not progressing because you keep hearing where to go and you're scared. So... Definitely seven is one of my favorites because it speaks to me. It speaks to me even in the season that I'm in. And I think that even right now, I just turned and 
faith, right? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We don't know, like, you know, it's scary. You don't see that. But God, God is saying, go, you know, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to give you the land of you know, your milk and honey. I'm going to give you all of that. That could be a part of your, your purpose, mate, and your family has to grow and start there. So have faith. If that's where you are and God's telling you to relocate, have faith. Yes, ma'am. Definitely need to have faith. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so I'm going to be jumping over to principle four. Ask mm. God who is he. Let me tell y'all how that came about. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. So I met a guy at Starbucks one day. Nice looking guy. You know, he was outside of my comfort zone because he was really short. God forgive me. <laughs> but, and I remember, you know, he was just bragging and boasting. You know, he was he worked in construction. You know, up in New York, construction workers, they can make really good money. Um two cars, a Benz and a Beam, uh, a Benz and a, and a BMW. And I'm like, it sounds good, but God, you know what? That was the first time I said, no, I'm lying. He said to me, ask God if he sent me into your life. And I was like, yo, that's deep. And I prayed and I asked God, and I was waiting for the bus. No, forget this day. Standing outside, and as I was getting the ticket, because it's one of those buses where you don't have to pay when you get on the bus, you pay before. And God said no. And when I told him, he walked away. I mean, never gave me a hard time. And I felt peace because God, who is he? Right? And I think that every person that comes into our lives, you know, a lot of women they get they get this notion like, oh, that could be my husband, you know. Or just because the conversation, the marriage comes up, oh, he could be my husband. And it's just like, wait, ask God, because he could just be a lesson. He could be a blessing. Everyone is not meant to be your tell all be all. So when you ask God who is he, you're gonna get you're gonna get clarity. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get so much clarity about that, and then you're gonna be like, all right, cool. And you know, I don't ask God if the person is my husband first, I don't go that far. The first thing I ask, God, did you send this person into my life? Because the devil sends people too. If God says no, I leave that person alone. If God says yes, I will entertain it and see, you know, and keep asking God more questions. You know, I've only asked God about if this person is my my husband one time. And I got no. And that was okay. So... You gotta ask God, who is this person? Who is this this gentleman? We're not gonna call names, but who is this gentleman? Did you send him? And then if God says yes, then you proceed. But caution, because you still gotta figure out he could just be here to to help you, you know, do this season, you know, or you could be there to bless him in some way. Everyone is not, you know, everyone that God says yes to doesn't mean that that's gonna be your husband or your wife. Yeah, so I'm in agreement with that. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> moving along because I would get stuck right there. <laughs> Let's go into principle three. I want to point out something, you know, because I know, you know, people is like just trying to do their own thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, if we are kingdom women, kingdom men, we have to live our lives according to the Bible, okay? Mm -hmm. So 
there's a certain you know aspects and characteristics and all this kind of stuff that we are supposed to do and be as women and the men have their uh, characteristics and all that kind of stuff they're supposed to do as well okay so I know these you know younger folks you know like women is getting on their knees and proposing to men we don't do that okay we ain't doing that we don't do that stuff. okay so that's what brings me to this point here that you made like he will wine and dine you the man will pursue you give 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 some of these younger ladies look you know school them look i'm I'm gonna need y'all i'm gonna need y'all to stop going to these dudes house okay so he is and, and wine and dine doesn't have to be he spending 500 dollars ladies like so let's also let's take out that notion that you know, whining and dining means, you know, expensive, you know, white tablecloth, white linen tablecloths type of deal. <clears throat> and that man says, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Let's go get a smoothie. You know, he wants to spend time with you. He wants to get to know. He wants to be in your presence. Um, and he's not going straight for the, hey, you want to come over or can I come to your house? You know, he's going to make some kind of investment in you. Um that is very important, you know. And as I said, even when we look at in the book of Ruth, Ruth and Boaz had a little date. Like he don't fed, gave some, some, you know, get some olive oil. You want some bread? Like yo, I could see that being a real fancy date back in the day. But he invested. He sat down with her to talk to her to get to know her, and that's something that we should be looking for. So should you know? Should people go out and date? Yes, but dating how we see it in the world is not the same way that God intends. If you're, if he's saying, let's go to the gym, that could be a date. You know, that is investment in your health. That's an investment in your wellness. That's something that's, that's better than me taking, taking me and go get a porterhouse date. You know, because you're going to clog up my arteries with that state. So, you know, maybe we should go to the gym. So it's, it's just something that I think, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. Actually, I just saw someone's post on Thursday. She said, if he wants to take you for coffee, um, tea, or something, it's a red flag. No, it's not. <laughs> Says you're the red flag. You're the red flag, okay? Because y'all take this wine and dining too much. Yeah. Also, truth be, t- truth be told, most first dates... I'm actually okay with going Dutch. I actually put that out there. Like, look, we can do it. Look, I'll pay for myself because I don't want any, there's no expectations now, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I, I, I equally want to get to know you, but I don't want this, there, there's going to be any pressure because I'm going to hurt your feelings um, <laughs> if you try it. But, you know, so I think those are just like, okay, we got to just change the mindset. We got to renew our mindset about dating. Yeah, totally agree because some of the stuff that's going on out here now, I'm just like, Lord, where did this come from? Like, I know I've been off the the dating scene for some time, but I know back then, years ago, I wasn't doing that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, what happened? That's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem. But another thing that is very important when you are, you know, coming in to know who your purpose mate is and, um, the role they're going to play in your life this is highly important he will encourage you in your purpose assignment mm. yeah that's hard because one if he's not in purpose it's going to be 10 times harder for him to encourage you in purpose so that's why you have to make sure that that person what are they doing as well um but two many of us we have heavy assignments mm-hmm. right I can't, I can't blame, I can't, I can't apologize for what God has called me to do. Um, 
And if that man can't understand that, you know, we always laugh and we talk about this, um, you know, when you got to wake up four o'clock in the morning and pray. Is he going to roll his eyes and be upset with you and God? Like, oh, you got to get up and pray, you know? Or is he going to be like, all right, babe, you know, yeah, you know, you know, I, I heard what you said last night. You know, there's a lot of warfare, you know, let's get up. I'll pray with you, you know. Um, I think about people like Joyce Meyer and David, them Dave Myers. I, you know, and, and I get, I don't idolize anyone's relationship, but I look at examples. And that man, even though Joyce, her ministry is mostly catered to women, that man would sit in that audience with a thousand women, five thousand women, and support his wife, encourage her, be there for her. And that's what I want. And I remember when I first started, you know, ministry. And I remember, you know, asking the person that I was dealing with, like, hey, you know, could you come and support me? And he was like, um, yeah, I don't feel comfortable doing those type of things. And instantly that was just clarification. That's not your person. Because, and, 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 it, and he would have said, you know, I can't because, you know, I have obligations. That would have been something totally different. But when you fly out, just like, yeah, I can't do it all. Like, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to be in my face and you want to hug and you want to, no, 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 no. No, because if you can't be there, when I have to pray, when I have to speak speak words of encouragement or correction that could potentially put me in, in danger, okay? Because some of these people out here, again, no offense to you know to my fellow Christians, but some messages that we put out here, some of y'all were ready to hem us up, okay? Because y'all not ready for that. So if I am out here by myself doing this. I could sit here and potentially get knocked upside the head, you know, and my husband or my man is somewhere, you know, living his best life. And then I'm calling him. Now he's like, oh, I, yeah, you should have been there. You should have been there, you know, especially if you could have been there. So I think that's very important, you know. I, I, I look, I, I've dated guys, never listened to my podcast, never, never picked up a copy of my book, never even just showed any interest, never watched a video. That says a lot. That says a lot because it's like, because I want to be, I want to encourage you. I want my baby out here. Like, I love when I see couples, they share my, my girl, she's doing this. You know, my mama lady's doing that, support. I love that because he understands what you're doing is going to benefit him as well. And what he's doing is going to benefit me, especially if we get married. But if we don't think like that, that's how separation and then resentment is going to start. It's, it's going to cause so much chaos that it's just like, why? Don't even waste your time. Yeah. That just sounds complicated, just talking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You have to be equally yoked. And this is just, this is for kingdom people, okay? We're not talking about everybody. <laughs> if you are a kingdom woman, kingdom man, we have to be yep. equally yoked, okay? We ain't out here. I'm a pastor and you... Um, a drug dealer. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> like we're gonna just we're gonna just go straight there. You can't yeah. be a pastor and your man out here selling drugs. Okay? Yeah, we're not doing that. Right. Okay. So let me share something else I saw in the book that just jumped out at me. Okay. So if a man distracts you from your purpose or tries to get you to abort your purpose for him, then you know that it is not that he is not the one. Okay, the man sent by God will help you speak life into you and encourage you to get closer to God, to go deeper and further in your purpose. That is what you have to look for. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah, that's, and to me, and I remember that being, that happened to me before, um, 
and I met, like I said, I dated a pastor before, and he, he used to say to me that you're too much about purpose. And I was like, what? You're always talking about God. And I was like, fuck. Wow. And I was like, well, why is that a problem? Like, I wasn't one of those people that was like out here APA, you know, quoting the Bible all day, every day. Like, <laughs> according to John 4, <laughs> verse 12, you like, I ain't doing that. Like, you know, but I find purpose in everything. And he would not want me to talk about that you know he didn't you know you know you, you could talk about anything else and yes we can talk about anything that definitely balance is needed but at that particular time and moment we need to have that conversation or you know someone needs an encouraging word you know are you going to say look it's we on a date together you know that person doesn't need your help right now you know we don't know that we don't know if god sent us to that particular restaurant and we were set we were seated at that particular table so that we can minister to someone and help change their life, you know. And I just feel like that's something that we just get away from. We, we become so focused on the relationship, relationship, my man, my husband, my wife, that we forget that every day is purpose, you know. And it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop every day. It, does, it doesn't stop once you get a person. That's not the ultimate purpose, guys. It's not getting a, a husband or a wife, you know. But... You got to just keep on going. That person has to want you to do what God needs you to do. That's what I want. I want the man that's going to be like, yo, I see what you're doing and you can go, you can go deeper. You can go further. You can take this to another level. God can, you know, you're helping people at this level. I can see you. That's what I want, you know, and it's sad because you, you know, I'll meet people like that and then they're already attached and it's like, darn it. <laughs> like, you, you're so encouraging. Like, like, you're just that light, but you're that light with somebody else too. Yes. Cool. I respect that, you know, but it's great to know that there are men out there that just genuinely care for you, even as a friend. And yes. they want you to, you know, to take that a step level, I mean, step a level up or go deeper. So yeah, please don't get distracted. Don't let these guys distract you. Mm-hmm. And guys, don't let the women distract you either. Because yeah. the devil sends them too. Oh, yeah. Them distractions be fine as wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about principle two, your relationship with God. So, I mean, that to me is, I think, at the end of the day, and, you know, I think the more that... I, I really have been reflective in these last couple of days. I'm realizing that a lot of, how can I say this? A lot of what, especially what what, what Christians do, it's, it's not a relationship with God. And what I want so many of us to get to a point and a place is take away the religion. Take away what man has told you and sit and listen to what God get that relationship I want people to just start walking out here and not realizing like yo why am I even going this way but God is leading you that way and then you'll find out why you know when you get there or along the way that's what I want us to 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 do because you know again when you get to we think about that question God who is he if you don't have a relationship with God who, you asking God who is he, you're not even going to get an answer because you, you don't know God's yeah. voice. You don't know how that <laughs> you sounds. You don't is. know nothing. So we can't talk about purpose. We can't believe that God is going to heal us. We can't do any of these things if we don't have the relationship with God. Focus on that. Honestly, some of y'all, that might be the, the sole purpose 
of your season of single is to realign with that relationship. Get away from what everyone else is telling you, you know, and get into the comfort of saying, like, all right, God told me this. And you hearing God, like, well, you won't need, or if you do go before a prophet, and it's just going to be nothing but confirmation. You're just going to be sitting here like, gosh, like, that's where my life is at now. God will keep sending these messages. And I'm just like, so you're just going to keep confirming your word, homie. You just said to me, like, two weeks ago, you're just going to keep confirming. But when I share that with other Christians, they don't know what that means. Because they don't have that relationship. So focus on the relationship. And that's going to be the foundation of you finding that person. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Miss Tanisha Shanae, you have an event coming up next Sunday, I believe it is. Tell us more about that. So, you know, we just finished the seven day fast, um, what, two weeks ago now? Yes. Um, seven day fast, it was an amazing fast. And just wanted to go deeper with the women. Um, and I really believe that going through and reading this book will help us to understand what we need to do next you know uh, as we prepare you know shift our hearts um, about being single and understand that you know other people out here they're getting engaged your time is coming too um but you have to really just understand what what you should be focusing on so my goal is to go through this book you know go through these reflective activities give women an opportunity to ask questions um especially when it comes to you know building that relationship hearing from god and you know just seeing life from a different perspective you know even this the term purpose me some people are like what does that mean you know that could be a part of the conversation just helping them to just get an alignment of what god is saying and what he truly wants for us that's all that I want for people. I want us to have the person that God wants for us. That's it. So I think those, those seven days, um, every day at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will go through and read the chapter. Well, hopefully we will read the chapter before, and then we will discuss it, you know, and just want to have a dialogue, you know, give people a space, opportunity to reflect, you know, share ideas, um, or just give them insight on, how to execute that. So that's what I really see. I, again, I always let God do what he does. So I'm just definitely there to facilitate it and he's going to do everything else. <laughs> okay, so how would we get signed up for this? Um, So that's a good question. So follow me on Instagram, um, Tanisha Shanae, T-A-N-I-S-H-A-S-H-A-N-E-E. So, um, follow me on Instagram and I do have the link in my stories where you're able to register so you do have the register it is free okay you do not have to pay to um, to be a part of this but it is encouraged for you to you need to buy the book the book is available as an ebook on Amazon on Amazon Kindle um, and then if you want the paperback it is available and it's a part of prime so you can get it way before Sunday so definitely would love for you to be a part of that um, I honestly would think even if men were interested you know I feel like this book is also um, in the same essence when I wrote it I felt like this wasn't only for, for women I think men also will benefit from the same exact book um, just understanding from you know the Boaz side like hey you know um, but definitely 
Tanisha Shanae Instagram. Go to my stories, register, and get the book. And I will see you next Sunday, 7 p.m. Until Saturday, 7 p.m. Awesome. Okay, so I want to thank you all for joining us and listening to everything that we talked about today. If you're going to be joining us next week, come on and join us because we are going to be um, going through this book again. And, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, we're doing our devotional on healing. So come on and join us because this is a thing. You, there's a process to everything. You just can't wake up one day and everything is going to be well. Everything's going to be fine. You have to go through a process. Yes. Okay, so this is part of the process. So, again, this is Dr. Tamara. My special guest today was Miss Tanisha Shanae. Miss Inspiration. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.